who called him his Kevin because then he just had to do exactly what it was what he was told and that made it easier still to do that. But I think he uh, and I know he ran the holy hell out of that yogurt stand. He must have been something. Uh, but I just I don't know that he understands how businesses uh, operate in Toto. He tweeted yesterday, Twitter. All big tech, if you shut down constitutionally protected... By the way, this is in defense of Marjorie Taylor Greene. When he should be doing everything he can to get that outhouse rat booted out of Congress altogether, it, like the cancer on the party that she is. Instead, well, Trump told him to take her... Part of this is because he didn't get all the votes he needed to get majority. Leader. That's a pretty good point. He said, if you shut down constitutionally protected speech, not lewd and obscene, you should lose 230 protection... Acting as publisher and censorship regimes would mean shutting down the business model you rely on today, and I will work to make that happen. But, uh, here's, but, but here's the – and I thought Republicans were all about private industry and letting private companies do what they want. And the thing that he misunderstands – and this is too bad because a child should understand this. Uh, Tweak, ever open up a Twitter account or join up the Facebook I have a Facebook account. Well, I don't really okay. Go on it anymore. At some point in that process, see, KMAC seems to think that they're government entities and that that's that, private industry. Yeah, there is a terms and conditions page when you sign up for these things, and it says, "Do you agree to this?" And you have to click on that before you move forward. Correct. Uh, these are private businesses. Okay. The, the Your First Amendment speech is protected by the government, which means you can't say a thing that is unpopular, and the government is going to come and arrest you and take away your freedom or do something bad to you to punish you for your speech. That is not even in the neighborhood of what's going on. These are companies who tell you going in, you can't say crazy crap to stupid people. We can, You can't do it. And even if, no, if take the popularity or the scientific uh, part out of this, they can shut you down for any reason at any time. If you walk into a store and it's got a sign that says we re, res, we reserve the right to refuse service to you, like Kinky Friedman said, they can do that. You have to click on terms and conditions. You have to agree to their rules before you hop into their sandbox. And if they throw you out, that's not that's not First Amendment. That is a private company exercising their rights, which used to be a thing that Republicans carried the banner for. And he, honest to God, doesn't understand that. I, how did he even run a yogurt shop, let alone get elected to Congress? Seven fifteen. Who's on the phone? This is here. Oh God. What do you want, Ellis? So, um, K-Mac, mm -hmm. he's not going to be Speaker of the House ever because he's got too much dirt on him. Something came up that last time. He had the votes, and that thing came unraveled in a weird Paul, way. Against Paul Ryan. Yeah. Uh, they might, uh, if Trump decides not to run for president, he might be Speaker of the House. You know, you don't have to be a member of the Congress to, to be Speaker, right? They could they could pick me if they wanted to. No, I just I I just every once in a while he'll say something that is so dumb that it would get you laughed out of a sixth grade civics class. You're, the First Amendment doesn't apply to social media. It not only does it not, it can't. It cannot function that way. Facebook and Twitter are not. They are not the government. I get it. 
There are private But how does Kevin McCarthy not understand that? And to tweet that? And by the way, but as soon as he here's did the here, here's the thing. You can tell me what the thing he's is. Playing, I tell you what the thing is. He, he's playing to his base. I get that, but things like that. I know, but once upon a time you would be people would bag on you for being stupid. Um well, and to, to if you th- to... if you think the First Amendment applies to Twitter, you're stupid. You're just dumb and you shouldn't hold public office. He wants people to be outraged. All of the anybody who's still in his corner is already outraged. They've been sold outrage wholesale for for a decade nonstop. Right here, right now, I'd like to throw this disclaimer in there. You don't get to throw disclaimers Uh, in either. I want to put my put it out there. Pitter patter. all Republicans to please leave our state. <laughs> well, they're already hey, doing that. Here's the thing. If you oh, God, here we go. If you think of California as Papa Smurf, right? Oh, Papa Smurf. Yeah. And his little crack back there, right? There's a little cranberry in that crack, and that's where we live. You are just a you are just spare parts, bud. Yeah, what is wrong with you? There is so much wrong with you. It's like they they took some overalls and just tied them up, put rubber bands around the legs, and filled it up with banana nubs. Get off my ghost, do something. Get off my show. Get out of here. Go do something productive if you can scrape that together. Lord God Almighty. Papa Smurf already wears red. Yeah, what, is that? what the hell is that? I don't even know what he's talking I never watched the Smurfs, obviously. Not a huge fan. Not Nothing against them, but they're all, I don't know, seem like a commune to me. 721 in the morning on the First Look program. I just, how does any adult human not understand the First Amendment? How do you, especially if you're in Congress and you get to help pass laws and stuff governing a country, and you don't understand what a pri- how private industry works? It means they probably don't understand the oath they took. Because God help us if we ever get to the point where the government, where what happens on a social media or other advertising platform is controlled by the government. Now, we do have the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. The other reason I can't say the F word on radio. Uh, that's a different thing. That's a whole, that's, and it's another reason why we have podcasts now is because they don't, uh, any idiot can say any idiot thing, and as long as there's idiots that want to listen to it, the idiots can have, and the technology has made us all dumber, obviously. But that's, they can do that. They can get a, they can fine us for, or take away our license for doing all that stuff. But, Dis, do you not? You, okay, Twitter.com, I'm an open account. Da, 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 do you, terms and conditions, scroll, 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 agree. Do you agree to? Yes. You just entered into a contract with a private company, and they told you what the rules are. Probably didn't read it. But, I, but okay, if I go down to the marketplace with a megaphone and tell people that some idiot, whatever, something that's going to kill them, that they need to start drinking Drano or whatever the deal is, the cops are going to come haul me off. And be, they're going to take my megaphone away. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, this is, shouldn't be lost on anybody in, as part of this, is also a dangerously stupid person who should never have been elected to public office. If she was the dog catcher in Kennefick, Oklahoma, it would be an outrage. Uh, that she is a congresswoman is just beyond the... Uh, so if she's going to go on her Twitter account and see, and the government also has to protect stupid people, uh, you can't. I can't take my megaphone down here to Franklin School and tell all the kids to run out into traffic because what if one of them did it? And Marjorie Taylor Greene's constituents are dumber than any kindergartner. I guarantee you.
So if she's going to go on Twitter and on Facebook and tell people to take ivermectin or whatever the deal is, or there's a microchip in the virus, that is dangerously stupid propaganda that you are yelling at people, and of course they're going to pull your card. Who's on the phone now? You got David on the line. Oh, God, now my head hurts. Does David have any uh, uh, ideas for me on color swatches or anything? Because that's where I'm at right now. David, good morning. Welcome to the First Look program. Oh, morning, Scott. Uh, yeah, salve your uh, poor aching brow. I, you <laughs> know, back in the old days, I, I was raised in St. Louis, where the Pulitzer newspaper was. Yeah. St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And their competitor was a lion rag called the Globe Democrat. And... They were just like Fox News. They never would say the truth. They would always spin the stories, and they would hide I wonder if Henry Ford had a piece of that, because he was real into the whole anti-Semitic propaganda machine back then, put a lot of money into a lot of newspapers. Bought his own at one point. Well, actually, when you raise that, uh, they say that $50,000 of the money that paid for the assassination of, uh, of um, Martin Luther King came from St. Louis. No kid. I bet you that's probably true. They, and they're pretty mobbed up and always have been. And their barbecue is not as good as Kansas City either. Right. Well, they're losing. They, they were bigoted beyond belief. They yeah, they were. Played people against each Anyway, what I was leading up to in terms of journalism is uh, they, there was a magazine got started called the Journalism Review, the St. Louis Journalism Review. And they were similar, like, to the Columbia Journalism Review. And there were a bunch of them around the country. Yeah. And they would catch the news. Yeah, we had, pl- we had watchdogs at one point. Right, yeah. So, you know, when the Globe Democrat would lie and lie and lie and lie, they, the edition of the uh, Journalism Review would be fattened up. So it was, uh, you know, there was plenty of ammunition against those liars. They eventually ruined their own reputation when they were pretending that organized crime bombings weren't. And and uh, it kind of became apparent that they were fronts for uh, some more nefarious types of people. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to raise that. Market forces, it doesn't have to be that the government shuts everything. Oh, no, I get that. But, see, I just I hate to hear a congressman threatening to wield the power of the government to stop a business from doing a thing because he's too stupid to understand that they have every right to do it. That the 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 misunderstand nobody should have that much power if they don't have that any knowledge, and that's just where we are now. Hey, we got to get to a break. We're super late. We're going to get back just in time to sign off. And Tweak's going to yell at me. Thanks, David. Have a good weekend. We'll be right back. It's News Talk ninety six point one AM eleven eighty K E R N streaming live on a web radio.com. From the K E R N newsroom, I'm Jeff Lamucci. About two dozen activists organized by the Dolores Huerta Foundation held a protest and vigil in front of Bakersfield Congressman Kevin McCarthy's office on Empire Drive yesterday to demand accountability for McCarthy's supposed role in the January sixth incident at the U.S. Capitol. In a We are back. Happy 47th birthday 
Let's just go with that. Kenny Loggins. I was already a fan of Kenny Loggins, kind of a little bit, just because of his self, self-deprecating humor and all that stuff. And we were sitting outside of a venue. We were interviewing Crosby Loggins, who's his kid, and he's a friend of Bonamassa's. So Joe called me and said, hey, you want to meet Crosby Loggins? He's doing a show in your town. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to. Are you kidding me? Who the hell's on the phone? You got Ron on the line. What's Ron want to yell at me about? Uh, Ron, good morning. Welcome to the First Look program. What's happening? Good morning. I don't know about yelling, but I'm up in the San Francisco area, and uh, I've been a producer for years for live events in parks and walks and runs and everything else under Summer of Love and right. beyond for student projects. But this, it, what happened on the, on the 6th this last year in the Capitol area, the Capitol building costs, is the insurance with the event insurance that took place at the park, yeah. was there insurance that covered the march to the Capitol building? And if so, where are the deep pockets to pay the cost of the, that the taxpayers incurred due to the damage? You know what? Okay, right. Here's what, here's what you just did that pisses me off. You just thought of a thing that I didn't think of previously. And see, if we had this conversation privately, I would have come back later and say that I and take credit for having thought. That is an excellent question. Who holds those policies? Do they have to establish? Is that a whole part of this whole investigation part of finding out who is technically to blame? Because this I would imagine that's part of the sixth investigation. Because insurance companies yeah. always want to do that. If you if my car's parked in front of my house and Ron clips it driving by. I'm going to get Nick. No, seriously, this happened to a buddy of mine. They said he was 15% liable for the accident that happened while he was asleep. So maybe these insurance companies are trying to wait until the dust settles and see who else is to blame before they start writing checks. But you are right. There isn't. There is some. Uh, there is some very real financial responsibility here. And does that after the insurance? What does that transcend to? The, the, mm-hmm. the producers of the event or the participants in the event? Yep. See, the problem is right now is they're all te- the same story that they're telling is that, well, hey, we didn't organize this event, but uh, sure you did. There, it's, there's some very clear lines who put this on. But somebody, you're right, You can, nobody's going to set foot on that mall without an, ins- without an insurance waiver for the, the rally that oops led to this. Those people are financially liable. You know what, Ron? I'm going to look into that. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you putting that bug in my ear because I hadn't thought of that. It's a very interesting question. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. I can get back. I miss San Francisco. By the way, I got some friends that live up there. My old producer up there, Neon Dion Pope up there, at KSFO, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the, everybody, makes it sound like it's just this infested with homeless people, horrible. But in certain parts of town it is, but it's still a lovely place. 95% of it is lovely. And it's still the number one tourist destination for people from other countries who come to the United and States. I think their, vaccine, their vaccine percentile was in the 90th. Yeah, I mean, that. they get a lot of like, but I'm telling you what, I had a show up there on the weekends and I got to go up there every once in a while, and I never had a bad experience. I loved it up there. Except for that one time when my son bolted on us and went down to Russia Town, and we found him in the back like playing accordions and eating sandwiches with the russians pulling in there for fleet week was probably the best experience my, I had my that's the first time i got to go was at fleet week and it was just just vaporized every it, it, it's it's you try to explain like how big an event is 
and they tell you going in, and, and for us, like, we're going to work, right? Like, the station that I had the show for was the, one of the title sponsors of this, and they had, uh, so basically, we're going to do this broadcast from this spot, and we're going to do this broadcast, then we need to go over here and do this broadcast, like, sponsors of the thing and all of that stuff. And they tell you, look, you're not from here, you need to be ready, because this is Fleet Week, this is a big deal. Please, I got this. And then you get there, and you see all those ships parked in the harbor there. Oh, it's a big deal. And you see the soldiers, the naval personnel, getting off of those ships and walking around through town. And people stretched all the way across the Golden Gate Bridge as we were coming oh, underneath. Oh, that, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it is, uh, uh, and then I was, and then I was, and I almost had, my brain had almost gelled, and then I got to go fly with the Blue Angels, and then that just broke my brain. That's awesome forever but it's still a real underrated part of the it's i would go to san francisco this weekend if i had the time but now that i'm getting my house painted i can't afford to do i'm a i we were doing pretty well we'd saved up some money for this thing and now it's all gone but it's gonna be worth it we'll be right back it's 8 48 in the morning on the first look program news talk 96.1 and am 1180 kern and we're streaming live on the world wide webs at kernradio.com